Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn. Each week, we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vitek Ladislav. Today, we have a very special episode of LinkedIn Smart podcast. Instead of having one guest, we put together for you the best parts of six different interviews. You will hear advice on the best strategies, posting, company pages, LinkedIn ads, and much more. Today, we have six LinkedIn experts. AJ Wilcox, Trevor Turnbull, Wayne Braidbarth, Sam Rathling, Corinne Kaiser, and Nana Sondrup. So the first question is, why LinkedIn? What is so special about it? Why should we use it? Trevor? Well, at its very simplest, I think everybody understands the value of building a list, right? We hear that all the time. It's like, you got to build a list. The fortune is in the list. And most times we think of email, right? So it's like build an email list. And like, let's not sugarcoat it. Email is still probably the most effective marketing tool that we all have. Like it is. It's what people are on every day. It's what they consume. They click through on things. But you have to build pieces in order to capture emails that are warm, that people actually want to receive your email communication. So when you talk about building an email list, you need a landing page. You need an email software. You need something of value to give away. You got to market that thing. People have to opt in for it. Then you can start emailing. With LinkedIn, as you build your network, you're building a list you have the ability to message people directly. It's the same thing that you're trying to accomplish in building a list. So to me, it's a no brainer for people to focus on LinkedIn because number one, their next client is definitely there because the, just the sheer volume of people that are on LinkedIn and the activity of how many people are engaged on it now, especially now. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's within your power without having to have a landing page and a, and a, lead magnet and all of these things that you need to build to actually go and build that list. And now you can message people directly into their inbox. Like what else, what else is there that's like that? I can't think of anything that's like that aside from other social platforms. But you know, when you see people doing it on Facebook, they're like, I don't use Facebook. I don't use Facebook at all anymore. I actually like dropped it like three months ago. Cause I was like, ah, can't handle this anymore. The, the political news and everything else on there and just the mix between the personal and the business and stuff. I just, I just didn't feel alignment with it. So I just left it behind. Um, LinkedIn is where people are to level their skill set up and um, advance their careers or advance their business. So leverage it, <laughs> jump on this thing and justify your time in using it. So Nana, can you tell us what is the best way to get started on LinkedIn? Yeah, well, start building a great profile. <laughs> it's very, very important. Create a profile. Again, focus on your audience, like, uh, yeah, like your target audience. Who do you want to get in contact with? And create your profile out of that, like how to reach to them. And then the next thing, build a network. You can't, or you can, of course, but it's very, very difficult if you start with like a 50-size uh, network and then you start creating content. That's very, very difficult to make a success out because first of all, you need a network. You need somebody to know who you are. So connect with all those you already know. Get 
all of them in your circle because they are always the ones that'll be most difficult to like what you do or at least try to help you because they already know you. And from there on, start going to the start page or search for content by specific words. Go to the search bar, type in maybe leadership, choose content and start creating your, um, what is the newsfeed? So you actually start customizing that and then connect with those people that might be relevant. If you see a great post, go to the person's profile, very important, and press connect and add a note. Don't just send it without, please don't. And then you write like, hey, I saw your post. It was really great. It was very inspiring. Hope you're willing to connect. Uh, let me know if there's anything I can help you with. The end. Keep on doing that until you have a reasonable size of network, maybe like the 500 plus, and then think into the content because you need people to get in contact to people. So that's the first step. Build your profile, create a network, and start engaging and creating content. That is how I'll say like, if you do it in that order, you are already so far ahead on so many people just by doing that. And now that we know how to get started, let's talk about benefits. What can you get if you do it right? Let's hear what our experts are proud of. First, Sam. I think for me, one would be the, the results. I'm really proud of the results that my clients get. So being able to track and measure and, and know that I taught someone to do something and it worked. Um, so I had a, an email just last month from a, a client that had, he'd, he'd been doing pretty well. His social selling index was in the 80s. He'd read my book. He was implementing lots of stuff. And then he sent me this email and he said, Sam, I can't believe what's happened in May. In lockdown, in the middle of pandemic, this guy had a post that went to 129,000 views. His profile views went up to over 8,000 and he secured 18 new customers in the month of May in the middle of a pandemic. And I look at that and I think that's why I do what I do. Those stories of people just turning themselves into social selling superstars, that for me is like what makes me most proud. I'm really proud of the team that I've built. I've got quite a, I've got a lead generation agency. I'm very proud of the fact that we've been able to hire amazing people. In fact, the fact that we're creating jobs during lockdown as well. We've just taken on two new people this week. And I think, you know, that overall metric that I use to focus on results for the clients, that 93.7 million we've done in the last 18 months, that for me makes me most proud of, of late, of recent. And I think as well, just the book that I put together, the LinkedIn bound book, um, I get people posting about that all the time, every day, posting pictures in their garden, in the mountains, like they just take it with them all over the world. And it just... For me, I feel really proud every time someone does that because it's years and years and years of knowledge. Um, and it took me a long time to write. But I think, you know, that makes me really proud that people are actually taking what I've, that I've put into words and more importantly, taking action on what I teach them. So yeah, that, that's my proud moments, I think. Yeah, that sounds like it. And uh, I can see the sparks in your eyes, you know, talking about it. That's fantastic. So tell us, because we definitely want to know, you know, what are your secret strategies? You know, how, how can you generate, you know, that amount of, uh, of revenue and, you know, securing 18 new clients in, a, in the midst of pandemic for, uh, for clients of yours? Well, I have eight social selling strategies that I share with people, but I think it comes down to three things. It comes down to firstly, before you do anything on LinkedIn, really understanding your target market and really getting a fine idea of exactly what your dream client looks like. Not just your 
bread and butter, low value clients, but like the ones that would write you the biggest check for what you do or give, pay you the biggest amount of money and getting a real crystal clear in your head who it is that that person is. Because before you do anything on LinkedIn, I think for me that is, I spend a long time just on that one piece before I ever go into teaching client strategies um, on how to do it. Because if they have no idea who they're trying to sell to, then how can they create content that connects with that audience? Or how can they write an outreach message that's really going to resonate with their target audience? So I think before anything, it's getting clarity on that. I use an acronym called IDEAL, the ideal client. So the I stands for industries. So what business sectors or verticals they want to focus on. The D stands for demographics. So size of company, revenue, number of employees, headcount, et cetera. What do they actually look like and what's the description of that business that they want to target? The, um, the E stands for experience. So the roles and responsibilities of the people that are in those organizations, do they want HR or the um, C-suite? Do they want operations, finance? Who is it? What job title do they hold that they want to target? Um, the A stands for attributes. So are they a fast paced scale up tech business or are they very slow paced and traditional set in their ways? Um, and finally, the L is the location. So where do they want them? So before I get anybody focused on the strategies, it's that piece there has to be nailed. And if they're trying to sell everything to everyone, they'll sell to no one. So I think that's the a really key part of getting it LinkedIn right. Um, and then it's about having a really effective profile that speaks to that target market, having a prospecting strategy of daily outreach that builds your network with those people. And finally, putting out content um, people always say content's king. I have a slightly different view on the world in that connection is queen and connecting with that target audience and making content that really resonates with them and hits those pain points for me is the thing that triggers inbound leads from the content, but also leads from the outreach as well. Okay. Does anyone has something to add to that? Trevor? Yeah. Well, to give some context uh, around what we're finding is working now, let me just speak a little bit to what we were doing before, just from a messaging standpoint. So we, we would typically take one of two approaches. So, you know, everybody knows that LinkedIn is a massive database of information where people fill out their, their profile, their title, their, their, you know, industry, that type of thing. It makes it easy to find them. That's why it's such a powerful platform. So we had always leveraged LinkedIn by finding that target audience and then taking one of two paths. One is to just go like a survey type of an approach, which is really geared around uh, just getting conversations started, allowing you to pull information from people around their biggest challenges, and then letting your audience and your offer be tailored based on that. It's kind of like, tell me where you're struggling. Okay, that sounds like the biggest pain point. What if I created a solution around that? Would you be interested? And that was the approach, right? Um, the opposite side, of course, is, you know, direct selling, right? It's like straight, you get connected and you send them directly to like a pitch deck with a short video and you say, hey, I think I can help you and this is how. Both of those are kind of on the extremes of like one's very passive, just kind of all about engagement. And the other one's very kind of in your face salesy. And we found that, you know, three months ago when the whole coronavirus thing hits and just everything else that's happened with the economy, that both of them kind of became mute. You know, people weren't really responding to either because one was kind of like too fluffy and one was insensitive, quite frankly, you know. So I ended up coming up with this method called the LinkedIn linchpin method. And really what 
really what the, the context of it is, is it was inspired by uh, Seth Godin's book, Lynchpin, Are You Indispensable? And he talks about sharing your gifts unapologetically. That's kind of the core of the message of the book, right? So I was thinking like, that's kind of what we're telling people to do in our programs here too, is like, you know, you want to make the pitch, but we have to do it in a way that actually resonates so that people will hear it so that they'll feel heard. So it was almost like combining this like survey type method with a more salesy type of an approach to be able to include just some core elements in, in your outreach and ideally doing it by video. Like we're, I'm a strong proponent of people just getting on video and allowing their personality to come through. And those um, components of like doing that outreach uh, were broken down based on um, a vulnerability. So be a human being. I know it sounds really strange to say that out loud, but that's been lost on people, I think, in the marketing world because we're all looking for the next scalable automation tool where you go click and clients just line up at your door. And let's be honest, like it just doesn't exist. It's not real, you know? Um, it's a pipe dream. So by being a human being and showing that you're actually, you know, empathetic towards that person's current reality, whatever that might be, which for everybody, it's changed, you know, work at home situation and social distancing and everything else. And then of course, gratitude for the gifts that you actually have. If you have expertise and you've been doing what you do for years and years and years, you should be sharing that with your potential prospects if you truly believe you can help them. Knowing that some people are going to push back and say, how dare you reach out to me during this pandemic? And others will go, thank God you reached out to me, I need your help. There's always the polarizing opposites. And I find a lot of times what stops people is fear. It's just fear of rejection, fear of the unknown, you know, fear of being judged about what people are gonna say about how you look on camera. I'm sure you see this all the time, right? Um, and then of course, having a clear call to action and the call to action components, you know, it's evolved over the last couple of months, but what I've found works really well is if you can uh, compile your, uh, your unique process, your system, your methodology, whatever you want to refer to it as, into a guide, which is just a Google Doc, right? And have that framed around what are the biggest pain points and challenges that your target audience has? Why do they need to address them right now? What is your solution and how can you help them? If you just structure a document like that, becomes a really valuable piece. I call it a massive value painkiller. It's something that you need to put in front of your audience to tell them how you can help them. And then it just becomes a, you know, do the work kind of a game, you know, do the outreach, make sure you're consistent, follow up and rinse and repeat. That's kind of the name of the game in sales, right? It's like be persistent uh, without being annoying. <laughs> it's always yeah. a fine line there. And what about posting? How often do you think one should post? AJ Wilcox. I find that if I post something that really does well in the algorithm, that it's it's going viral to a degree, uh, it can oftentimes live two or three days still getting interaction. So my ideal is I want to post something on a Monday and then I want to post something on a Wednesday or a Thursday. So I only do twice a week usually. And the goal is I want to, if I post something that LinkedIn's algorithm is actively pushing, I, I want to give it that freedom and not interrupt it by launching something else. I also don't want to overburden my audience and make them sick of hearing from me. I want it to feel like kind of a treat. Uh, but I also realize that only twice a week, I know people who are posting 
multiple times per day and having success. So uh, maybe I'm just, maybe I, I should do it more, but I like the idea of giving it more time so that, you know, less active members of LinkedIn, they're still getting a chance to see the posts that I'm putting a lot of effort into. Great. And what can I do as a business owner, apart from posting and engaging to get leads from LinkedIn, Wayne Braidbarth? Well, I think that, that the, the advanced search, when we use the filters to search and find people we want to connect with, but look at who our friends know, you know, the second degree, I think that whole referral thing is, to me, that's, if I find from, from a business owner, when I say, how do you get your business? Forget LinkedIn for a minute. How do you get your business? And they say, oh, referrals are important to me. Then I think that's the number one strategy. I think that's the number. If, if I find a business as, that, that doesn't get do referrals, then I'm just going to talk about things like, well, even like, think about this business, a B2C business, you know, somebody who's not B2B. They come to me and say, well, I heard that LinkedIn's not very good for B2C. And I said, well, it might not be as good as Facebook. That could be. But are there people that might bring you referrals that you don't, aren't your customers, but they bring like a real estate agent, a home seller, right? People sell homes. If you network your way in LinkedIn with other people that know people that are moving around and changing their home, then maybe you, that, that could be a good referral source. So I think the whole referral thing is important. That's a great strategy. I, I do think that your, um, that your own network, direct messaging your own network, as you build out that network, and every several times a year, let's say, doing some kind of search into your first degree and sharing some content with them on a, on a regular basis, a couple times a year, I think that's a great strategy too. And, and, I'll, and I'll usually get to that strategy when I do my consults and I say to somebody, I see you've got 1,500 connections. That's per, that could be really good, but only if they're the right people. Tell me what percent of those are the right people. And they say, oh, half, sort of. I say, good. You, so you've got 17, 750 people in there that you say are in your target audience. How often have you communicated directly with them? And they go, directly? Uh, and I, I, I can't send a note to 750 people. I said, no, you can't. I said, but you can pull that list up. And you can have a piece of content that you know resonates with them. And you can send out a message in sort of a cut and paste fashion with that content. But here's the trick. I think the trick is not just cutting and pasting because you know the content's good. And, and you ultimately want to share the content, but maybe set up an appointment to discuss their business. You got to swap out that first paragraph of that cut and paste note so that it's personalized. You got to say something like, we connected six months ago, but we never had a chance for a conversation. Wanted to swing back and just see if this might be a better time. And while I was here, I wanted to share this document with you or this video or this webinar or invitation to this. So direct messaging can be a wonderful tool on LinkedIn if done right and not done in a way that how fast can I send out these messages to the most number of people and go, oh, I did that. I'm really proud of myself. That's not a good LinkedIn strategy. That's an email list. If you can have that, I got an email list. I love my email list. But it's a different strategy than this one. If you like to turn your LinkedIn into a lead generating tool, you should consider to enroll in our LinkedIn business audit session. This 45 minute strategic call will give you answers you're looking for. 
we will show you a step-by-step -step strategy of what you need to do on LinkedIn in order to start generating business and land clients from your LinkedIn activities. Interested? Send your request to marketing at squaremotion.me or click on the link in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you. What do you think about all these line activities which are, you know, swiping through the LinkedIn? You know what I'm talking about, LinkedIn open networker and let's network, let's get together and people having these 10,000 LinkedIn connections and 15,000 LinkedIn connections. Nana, what is your take on that? Well, if, if that's important for you, if that floats your boat, like be free to do it. But it's again, like, what is your goal with it? So if your goal is to have a huge number, then fine. I don't see the point, but, but, but fine, you do you. But I also talk with a lot of people who say like, I have 10,000 followers and whenever I post something, I only get three likes. Why? Well, it's because those people that you have as followers or connections, you have no relation to them. They don't know you and you don't know them. Again, like if you build a network, you have to add a note. You have to start communicating with people, even though if they never apply if you like start connecting with people they just accept and they do apply it's okay you still have done something you're trying to create that relation and it's that relation to people that will also help your content so if you want 10,000 followers so you can say you have that be my guest you can do that but if you want a strategic goal if you actually want to achieve something with LinkedIn be more considerate on how you use your time. Like numbers are just numbers. There's people behind that. And if you don't have that connection with people, it's just a number. And those numbers you will don't see affect your content. And also if your content is not great, only talks about you and your product and your problems, you are in a real trouble of creating anything kind of visibility or network. We have to remember like LinkedIn is a network. A network means people. So if you don't have that to people, it's just numbers. And then I will maybe recommend another platform. I don't know which one, but not LinkedIn. So that's maybe my nicest way to address that. Okay, let's hear another expert on his favorite features on LinkedIn. Wayne, what are you most excited about? Well, I do like the, I, I, I do love the featured section on your profile. Boy, I'll tell you, when they came out with that, that's a beauty. That allows that business person to put websites and links to videos right there with really big visuals. When I saw that, I said, you know what? If I were Microsoft and I wanted to make money, I'd put that in premium only. <laughs> and and I, believe me, I like free LinkedIn users. That's who's usually who I teach. But I thought to myself, that feature is good enough to be paid. So I really like that feature, that new feature a lot. Um, the feature that I still think is so hidden and one of the best for small to mid-sized businesses is the fact that you can search a person's network using the filter called connections of that most people have not explored that. And when I show the connections of filter, and I, I know you help attorneys and lawyers, and, and like I think about that area, attorneys, accountants, professional services engineers, that feature for getting referrals is the very best feature on LinkedIn. And yet it's four or five clicks or it's hard to find or get to that people haven't, they go, oh, why, how long has that been out there for free? I said, well, probably 10 years. What do you mean? I said, 10 years. 
but you couldn't find it. So, I mean, I think that's a wonderful feature too. Um, so, and I, and I like the fact that they're putting a few things on company pages that can, you can get more followers, but it doesn't seem to be working very well. So I think company pages is also has a, a long way to go. You know what I'm most excited about is just the fact that the platform is getting not only bigger with the number of people on it, but that people are staying on the site longer. So now content can matter, although the algorithm is really difficult for people who are newly sharing content to try to figure out, well, everybody doesn't get that? How come? Why don't, you know, and, and, that, and that's hard for people to digest when they write a nice article on LinkedIn and they're proud of it. It took them hours or they paid somebody to do it and they're really proud of it. And then they post it and it gets two comments. And they go, what? How come I see all these 10,000 comments, 5,000 this and 8,000 that? I said, well, you know what your problem is? You're just starting to post now and you only have 300 connections. There's nothing wrong with that. People can still find that content on your profile, but you're, you're just beginning your content journey. And LinkedIn is not going to give you a lot of credit for the early parts of your content sharing journey. And what about business page? Uh, does it make sense to spend time on it? Isn't it better to concentrate on your personal profile, Corinne Kaiser? Well, they have to work together. Personal pages are most important. That's what I tell everybody. Also with my in-company uh, workshops for, for the big corporates, I always tell them people are talking to people. They don't want to talk with logos or with companies itself. They want to talk to people. So they want to see the real person. And Company pages have a hard time to get the interaction on their updates. You, they have reached, I think, four to six percent from their followers. And if you place an update for yourself, then it's fifty to hundred percent, sometimes thousand percent. You know what I mean? So, but the company page is a great place to provide your company and to find uh, employees, employers, employees. Sorry, <laughs> and also for advertising, you need it. So you have to build something if you want to use um, yeah, those, those separate uh, parts for, for the company page. Mm -hmm. But I always tell them, please ask your employees to use their personal profiles to put original content on it, seen as from themselves. So not sharing, but uh, yeah, the best thing is to put it original, all the, the busy things they are doing all day long. And now let's talk about LinkedIn ads. Who is it for? And should we use them? The answer has AJ Wilcox. So I ask four questions first, and all four of these are qualification for should you or should you not be using LinkedIn ads? So the first is who is your target audience? And if you can figure out who your target audience is by their job title, their role, their company size, their industry, um, then LinkedIn is going to be a good platform. If your audience is not someone that you want to define professionally, it's going to be a lot cheaper to reach them somewhere else. So you come to LinkedIn for the professional targeting. The next is your budget. Uh, if you're going to be trying to spend two or $300 or $1,000 on the platform just to test, you won't generate enough data to actually know if it's working or not. So I tell people, make sure you bring $5,000 for a test. And to a lot of companies, that sounds like a lot of money. And if that's the case, good, hold off. Like, don't spend money until you can actually generate enough data to see the business impact. Uh, the third question I'm going to have for you is, what's your lifetime value when you close a customer? 
because LinkedIn's cost per click is on average eight to $11. So if you're paying that much just to get traffic, it means you've got to have a really high lifetime value on the back end to really guarantee that you're going to um, be profitable and, and show a return on your investment. And the fourth is what's your call to action? Because if you're hoping to send people right to a sales page, right to a purchase, right to talk to sales, no one has any interest in doing that. They're, they're not on LinkedIn to be pitched by vendors. So you've got to lead with, here is something of value. We want to teach you something. You, you know, you're, we, we want you to learn. And in exchange for that, all we're asking for is your email address, first name, last name. Uh, and then you can use that contact information to follow up and uh, nurture and start a conversation later. Uh, but to start out, you have to start with value. And if you pass all four of those, uh, you, your audience, you can define them by who they are professionally. They're going to be worth $10,000, $15,000 or more to you. And you have a call to action that isn't just talk to sales. You're probably going to be in a really good position to start. So that's what, what I hear you saying is basically that if you're a really small business owner and you don't have these attributes, as you just mentioned, about lifetime value and things like that, probably you're better off somewhere else. So my next question would be what then somebody can do still on LinkedIn, how to generate leads even without actually going into LinkedIn ads? I think the biggest proposition here is organic LinkedIn. I mean, it may not make sense for your company to spend eight to $11 and pay that to LinkedIn every time you get someone to talk to you, but it sure can make sense to spend time on the platform doing all the, the strategies that you recommend, Vit. Uh, reach out to the right people, get them in your network, share content that uh, people like and want to engage with. Make sure your profile is an inviting place that makes you look good. So don't just think of and go, oh, I can't use LinkedIn because I don't have the money. You know, ignore that. Using LinkedIn, the free one, you can reach out to like 50, 75 people a day. And uh, that, that's a lot. Those all can turn into possible business prospects. What would be the, the biggest mistakes you see out there, people making on LinkedIn? Trevor? Uh, just simply using mass marketing strategies and not monitoring the comments and engaging with people that are willing to engage with you. You know, we're, we're all looking for scalable solutions because that's what the marketers of the world have been telling us for 10 years, right? There's always the next hack and the trick and the, and the push button thing that'll like massively increase your lead flow and get 20 appointments booked within the next week. When the truth is, you know, and I'm a, you know, very vocal about this stuff, but like if you got me on 20 phone calls using some automation tool this week, whoever set that up, I'd want to strangle them because I don't got time hopping on 20 phone calls with people who don't know who I am, who don't know what I do, how I can help them. And I got to spend the first 15 minutes of that call explaining that and basically feeling like I have to convince them that I'm good enough to be on that call with them. That's painful to me. And I think everybody listening to this can agree. <laughs> so that's the downside of trying to automate and scale everything and not going deep because we got to remember that our best marketing tool is our ability to listen. So if you, if you ask good questions, you get good feedback, you'll find that you can actually tailor your, tailor your offer and your price points even um, based on what people need and what they're willing to pay for the expertise you could bring to the table.
What would you say, is there still space to kind of like a stand out on LinkedIn and be heard? Because I feel there's so much digital noise out there, especially now during the COVID, everybody were online, everybody were doing webinars, everybody were doing all sorts of kind of different online activities. It's been like a so much noise out there. Sometimes it was really like a too much. So do you think, is there still some space on LinkedIn for individuals to just go, you know, full on and make some noise? Oh, absolutely. And with COVID, so many people were trying to tell what they think. I think that tempered already from, I don't know, but it was always so that, that only 1%, maybe 1.5% of all the members are really active. 9% is a little bit active and well, 90% is hardly active on LinkedIn. So there will always be room. You have the algorithm who decides what decides what you get to see on your timeline. Um, if you put content on it, it's really important to be yourself and make your own content, which people recognize and don't imitate other people. So it will be flown out of the timeline as soon as it can. So it's really important to think, who am I? What do I want to make? And who is my, my target group for who am I doing it? You cannot please everybody. So there will be always space because everybody has a different target group. Awesome. Last thing. What would be the one tip you would give to somebody who is just starting on LinkedIn? What would be just one tip for that person? My tip would be consistency because I think the people that come into the platform early on and they're just new to it, they've got a low number of connections, they don't really have the network yet to start getting, you know, thousands and thousands of views and everything. But I think it is just about that plugging away every day, connecting with people in your target market consistently every day, aiming to put some content out that's aimed at your target market and every day doing some engagement. If you just did those three things consistently every day, you'll start over time with patience to see that that's going to help you to, to get results. So I think that's, that would be my big thing is consistency. And um, quite often when I interview my clients that have had results, I interviewed um, one of my clients the other day, um, he's generated 80 million pounds from LinkedIn on a 90 day system for 15 minutes a day, complete skeptic, didn't think it was going to work, social media dinosaur. And, you know, his, his number one tip was consistency. Thank you very much to Sam Rathling, AJ Wilcox, Trevor Turnbull, Wayne Breitbart, Corinne Kaiser and Nana Sondrup for their LinkedIn tips. It was a special episode of LinkedIn Smart Podcast. Did you like it? Let us know. Share your reviews on Apple Podcasts and send us your feedback on marketing at squaremotion.me. Thank you very much and be LinkedIn Smart. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe to our LinkedIn Smart Podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcast. We would really appreciate it. Thank you and see you next time. Be LinkedIn Smart. LinkedIn Smart Podcast was brought to you by Square Motion, a video marketing agency in Dubai. Need an engaging LinkedIn video? Go to squaremotion.me.